0: Hello and welcome to the only show where the only time we're wasting is our own. I'm Matt. I'm Luke. And I'm Max. And this is Force for Thought.
1: Episodes 1 and 2 of Ahsoka have dropped as of tonight. We just watched them, haven't discussed it at all, hopped right over to the table to start recording. Max, initial thoughts? What do you think? It's been about... One minute since we've seen it.
0: Ten out of ten, Matt. Yeah, absolutely, ten out of ten. Very I excited. I also was going to give it a ten <laughs> out of ten. That
1: is, that is great that we're all in agreement, so we won't have any disagreements. But it's not just that it was really, really good, and it's everything that I expected it to be. There's so much that I didn't expect it to be, which I, I mean, I was expecting to, I was expecting the unexpected, but there is so much that was like backstory between Sabine and Ahsoka that wasn't in Rebels or explained in anything else before. That I was, like, expecting to go into this show, having seen all of Clone Wars and all of Rebels and read the books and comics. Like, I was going to know enough to get through without too many questions. But no, the the creators just decided that they're going to level the playing field for the people that have seen everything and the people that have seen nothing and say, you don't know any of the backstory. Anyone.
0: I know. It's so good. I mean, even before we even jump into that, I mean, I can't believe we just watched Ahsoka the first two episodes. I feel like it's been such a long time coming and we actually just watched it like i just feel like that hype was so i mean like as of like two hours ago we were incredibly thrilled just sitting here just like waiting for the show to actually start and premiere and go in and then it's even better than i thought because we knew nothing from the trailer for the storyline we knew nothing at all we don't know where they ended up after rebels again we have, we have like that uh scene uh in in rebels um but like we we knew literally nothing. And now, like you just said, they love the playing field for people who can jump in, uh, like Friend of the Pod Sway can jump in and understand these characters hopefully within a first couple uh, episodes. Uh just the what we watched or Like all of us, um, we caught a million little nuggets that they kind of gave out to us, and obviously we geeked out about like all of them. And then the fake out in the first episode as well. I mean, we can get to it, but when Sabine, you think, is going to go for the helmet, you think is probably going to go for her blasters and jetpack, she goes for the lightsaber instead. Yeah. There's
2: so many moments like that. They're so good. That was that was a good fake out. And uh, to be clear, I think the the biggest thing that we're talking about as far as backstory that we didn't know going into it was yeah. Ahsoka uh, training Sabine as her padawan and uh, apparently that didn't go so well is what they're hinting at we haven't seen any of that we don't know anything mm. that happened and apparently it was ahsoka that walked away from sabine yes. not the other way around
0: which makes sense i think because i was thinking of this during those epi- that during that episode i don't want to get too off track because i want to start from the beginning because we there was a crawl guys there was a crawl and we have to get to that and i want to start from the beginning but going back real quick with what you said that doesn't surprise me because watching these two episodes we knew sabine is kind of a moody teenager when we last saw her right and she Maybe she's not even a teenager, but, like, she's definitely moody. And she has obviously grown, uh, and especially live-action, transferring from animation to live-action, there's obviously a little bit of wiggle room. She has grown as a character. But what I realized also, like we talked about with uh, Ahsoka kind of being that more Gandalf the White, you know, kind of that more stoic person, I think she's almost turning into an Anakin Skywalker-type character where she is so consumed by doing the right thing that she is losing kind of track of her friends and then doing the... The thing with more heart, I guess. I don't know if that makes a total sense. And I feel like her and Anakin are almost this uh, like opposite sides of the same coin. I know I've used that phrase before, but that's something I was thinking, is that they, they almost are both getting consumed by different things, right? I think she's almost following in step with Anakin. Anyway.
2: I disagree a little bit with what you said about her being consumed by doing the right thing, because yeah. I like what they hinted at at the beginning when they asked how she found out about this map for Morgan Elsbeth, mm-hmm. uh, when, when Ahsoka was talking to Hu Yang. And Ahsoka said, uh, well... Um, Oh, my gosh, what did she say? She said, I didn't follow Jedi Protocol or something like that. Because Hu Yang made that line about how he's just following his programming and je- classic Jedi Protocol, and she was like, the order is gone. And then she later says, um, when Hu Yang says, well, how did you get this map? She says, well, I didn't follow Jedi Protocol.
0: I know. I, I, I guess I I don't mean, like, necessarily, but she's still doing I – do, I think there's so many other things that are going on, like Trang Sabine or something, that, like, it might be a little hard. But I feel like she's doing the right thing in the fact that, like – she is following consistently what she think is thinks is right versus like again, I don't know going in tandem and step with what uh, with the rebels crew and the people that are closest to her. I feel I still feel like yeah I don't know it's a little bit of a gray area because as we all know she is no Jedi, um, but she still feels like she follows this path. Anyway, I'm getting way off topic from what I would even want to talk about to be honest. Luke, go on.
1: I I thought that the I am no Jedi line was going to be kind of left by the wayside and. I thought that was kind of person that knows too much syndrome when people yeah. were talking about this show and they were like, oh, well, actually Ahsoka is not a Jedi. But like, come on, she uses the force and lightsabers. she's a Jedi. But the description for the show refers to her as former Jedi and the opening crawl refers to her as former Jedi. Mm-hmm. The, they are not shying away from that story beat. And I'm really excited to see where that goes. Where did Huyang Yang come from? He's just in the show. He's just with he them. Yeah. Sabine knew him. He's been around for a long time. I, 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 can, I am blown away at how many... Questions they just hurled at me at 90 miles an hour right off the rip.
0: Well, you've said, I was just like, Yes, he's in this show, but I didn't even question how we got there. I was Mm -hmm. like, Yeah, because I think that's what the show is doing so well so far. They're introducing so many characters from Rebels and Clone Wars that are just like in here to be like, Oh, live action, yes, why, of course, why wouldn't uh, oh my god, Clancy Brown be in it, like Ryder Azadi, exactly. So, like, why, 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 yeah, why, like that didn't cross any of our minds, and it's like they're bringing in all these references, and I'm like. I think Filoni, like I can't even, I'm so excited. I don't, there's like a million things from just like the Star Wars itself, but then there's also like the behind the scenes stuff. But I'm like, this, these are this, they should put all their eggs in this basket. <laughs> like, I'm so glad that they didn't start off with Mandalorian or that they didn't start off with Ahsoka because I feel like they've learned for like four to five seasons now worth of content, Star Wars, live action, Star Wars content to get to this point. And I think they've like basically perfected it. So
1: let's talk about episode one before we get too far. Um, a lot of stuff that we'd seen in trailers, Balance Gull and Shin Hati taking down that new republic ship to free Morgan Elsbeth. We knew that was gonna happen, saw most of that in the trailer, still loved it. I think after the first two episodes, Shane Hati and Balance Gull are my favorite parts of the show. They are so far. Cool.
0: Yes. Every single scene with Ooh. them
1: is incredibly captivating. I don't
0: know about my favorite part, but I mean they we have three villains as well that are so far. So four villains, including the I mean, yeah. Inquisitor. But we have four villains, and we—they all have different motivations, and we don't even know what the motivations are yet fully. We know they want to get Thrawn back, right? But they all have their each, each individual
1: that's true we were talking last week if Marok the Inquisitor was going to be like a one-off one-fight villain no nope, he's he's in the gang he's he's yeah. there for the show
2: they seem like a trio mm-hmm. more than I thought it was going to be a duo which yeah. is interesting and yeah, yeah going back to the motivations like when they were breaking out Morgan Elsbeth Baylin Skoll had that line saying like well you pay us well or we're well paid or something like that so I at first I was like okay they're just strictly in it for the money they're mercenaries or whatever it is and then later when they were looking at the map and uh, Shin Hati asked her master Balen, uh what what is in it for us if we find Thrawn and he said power, yep. uh, which is obviously the line from the, the trailer, but it was edited a little bit differently mm-hmm. uh, because the line of the trailer was what happens when, when Thrawn is found founder or whatever, and then he says power, but instead mm-hmm. the line was for some a new beginning, um, for others war, for us power.
1: The, so Thrawn was sent at the end of Rebels with um, Ezra and the Pergil to a different galaxy, that's new information. That's something that's yeah. never been explored no. in Star Wars before. Once, and then it's the, blown my mind.
0: their device they're creating right is presumably going to be the connector between those two galaxies. Yes, which the is the Eye of
1: Scion, which, which is a sick name and it looked really cool. It's using a super Star Destroyer hyperspace engine. Yes, multiple. Yes. multiple.
0: I mean, yeah. it is like this is the way to do Star Wars correctly. It feels I can't even describe it the feeling that I have right now because I'm so excited and I feel like there's a million. I know, ex- elect- I know exactly Neutron. how to describe it because they Please. they treat you like
1: you are part of the universe. They don't they don't like. Oh, well, yes. The the, the example the example I'm going to use is when the guy in the Karelian shipyard the the leader guy the manager refers to it as an ssd and doesn't say super star destroyer yeah Yeah. and but we're like oh i know what that is i know it's being part of the universe like sure that's probably what they would call it but almost any other show would spell it out for the audience and they didn't because the this show is expecting you to be part of this universe
0: they're not expecting anything and it's like i can't describe this aspect but it's like why people are divisive against the the sequel trilogy it's like kind of spoon-fed and it's like rehashing some things where this is just completely new and completely different, and yet it feels like it's so ingrained in because of the animated shows, but yet live action, it just feels so new and so fresh, and I feel like it sits somewhere currently with the only two episodes, we still have six to go, but somewhere between Andor and Mandalorian, right? It's, it's pulpier than Andor, but it's not nearly as... Kid friendly or action y as, as Mandalorian. And mm-hmm. this, I mean, this is exactly what we've always been talking about wanting, especially Max and I. Like, I feel like this is exactly the show we want, where it's something that you can follow week to week and it's not adventure and it's like this overarching story and it's tying into one of our favorite shows of all time, one of our favorite animated uh, Star Wars shows. Um, yeah, yeah I, I, I'm just so excited about just the.
2: It's, it's very hard to explain, but it, yes. is, it just it feels like Star Wars done right. Because yes. right off the bat, when I was reading the opening scroll, I had a split second of like, oh man, we're doing the map thing again i was like like luke skywalker yeah Yeah. i was a little bit nervous i was like oh what are what what is it with the maps but obviously with the whole new galaxy being a a big plot point that's very important but it it, they just did it correctly like they did the map thing better than the force awakens and the rise of skywalker where they had to find the coordinates and all that stuff i feel like they're doing that first episode did indiana jones better than indiana jones does indiana jones yeah that's
0: that's the thing. I think it, it's taking. It's it, it's not hiding its influence, like Indiana Jones, right? Or maybe even Lord of the Rings, like the, with the Eye of whatever. Like I just feels like the Eye of Sauron, like right? The, that's the going to be Sion. Yes, that's Sauron Sion. I, I don't see so the similarity. <laughs> <laughs> but that's what I'm saying. It's not hiding what it's it influenced by, but I think it does it so well and creates it's like stranger things they stranger things just rips off a million different shows and movies that you love but it does it its own way so it doesn't matter because it creates something new out of that and that's exactly what this is doing is like this isn't necessarily new we, you know ahsoka tano being indiana jones is very cool for five minutes yeah. um But it doesn't matter that it's like, quote unquote, ripping off, right? It's just like taking that influence and then creating its own thing, which then becomes its own thing.
2: A lot of the hype for this show is coming from the creator, Dave Filoni, because Dave Filoni did Clone Wars and Rebels, which people obviously really like. And Dave Filoni himself is just very passionate about star wars and incredibly charismatic and when you watch him talk about star wars his love for star wars just exudes more so than i think any other star wars creator does Um, and i think that's definitely carrying over into the show you can just you can feel that that passion and that love and respect that he has for that universe and it feels like something that is finally being made for people um like us like the the, like the super fans the people who watched all the animated shows read all the books this feels like something that they're saying like they're throwing us a bone now they're saying like okay this one's for you guys thanks for paying attention and for following along whereas it might not be the best jumping on point and that's kind of what I was thinking about beforehand and as I'm watching the first two episodes I'm constantly thinking to myself what does somebody who's just seeing Ahsoka for the first time think of this like are they able to follow along I think like the plot like makes sense i think like anyone can follow along but i think a lot of like the heart is missing because a lot of it is centered around ezra we have yet to see ezra yep. but he's clearly the heart of the show and i think that might be missed by a lot of people who haven't seen
0: Rebels. yeah I, but i also feel like we have breadcrumbs throughout mandalorian right i, I that's what i was going to say before is that i feel like almost they were like hey we want to make a live action Ahsoka. They, like floney was like hey we want i want to make a live action Ahsoka soap show but they were like but first let's have an entry point and that's Mandalorian. And now I feel like those were the breadcrumbs that led to this show. So not only the hardcore fans or the rebels fans can watch it, but anybody could enjoy it. And that's what we were talking about when we first started this episode is that it feels like an odd jumping on point, but it's going to make you, I want to go back and rewatch rebels. I I want to rewatch everything. Um, Principal among them,
1: these two episodes of Ahsoka again, the the music, let's talk about the music for a minute. Like there were multiple times when we were watching, when we were like, Oh, that's an iconic theme starting right now. Yes,
0: in the beginning, the the, the piano, and then Kevin Kiner. I, we were talking about this uh, off mic was is also I think an underrated Star Wars composer who also did Clone Wars and Rebels. Um, and I think he's just fantastic. I think he's able to pull out a lot of emotion. Um, the journey into the cluster is one of my favorite uh, Star Wars themes, which is in Rebels. The thing that Kevin Kiner is able to do with his music specifically is to pull out emotions on how you're supposed to feel. Right when it's ominous, it was ominous. Right, mm-hmm. and when it was like heartfelt, you, you know, you felt that emotion, and then I think. There's a million even, already even iconic
2: themes. The rock music when you when you first <laughs> yeah. saw Sabine, like I was like it was like jarring, right? You're like listening to yeah, Star that Wars was awesome. rock music, but at the same time you're like, yeah, you're like everyone's grinning ear yeah. to ear like the slack'
0: have never really heard that before, too, yeah. you know? Yeah, I loved it. Which I,
2: obviously is how you know the composer wanted. That was the emotion that he was trying to draw for us the first time that we see Sabine in live action, and it, it definitely works. So yeah, he's uh, definitely uh, a great composer, and I'm very excited just for the music.
0: And then something, so one last thing about the music is that I feel like it, he is able to replica, replicate John Williams, but doing his own thing, where I feel like a lot of composers in Star Wars obviously uh, today are trying to do their own thing. And it works so well. I'm so glad they're doing that. But I think for this show, it just feels like classic Star Wars, um, like we were talking about.
1: Yeah, I agree. The music does have a, have a classical Star Wars feel. Um, there's so much that I want to talk about. Matt, you've said before yes. that you worry that the Ahsoka show, similar to the Book of Boba Fett, is going to have... Uh, central character that we like be Mm. overshadowed by a bunch of other characters that get more development and are cooler than Mm -hmm. the main character and I was worried that that was happening while we were watching these first two episodes of Ahsoka until one of the last seasons with Ahsoka when Marak pulls back his double-bladed lightsaber and she just shifts to the side side barely and it's like okay that right there is all the personality I need from Ahsoka for these first
0: two episodes and I am on board. I 1000% agree I was worried about in the first episode I'm like oh Sabine is just way cooler than Ahsoka which is fine right she's mm-hmm. more stoic it's just gonna happen but man did what we proved wrong in that one scene we're like yeah okay we're back on that, and now their that dynamics is gonna be great. oh god
1: i again though no, i just i we got to talk more about Balin's skull and shin hati so he's he's a former jedi who yang recognized him by the design of his lightsaber which is another instance of dave Filoni or the powers that be taking an existing character and the character's gimmick who yang is a lightsaber builder he he assisted every jedi in the order for i want to say he, hu yang said 500 years i thought it was like thousands of years but Regardless, Huyang Yang recognized Balin's goal based on the design of his lightsaber, which I love that, that fact, and he didn't recognize um, Shin Hati's lightsaber, presumably because she built it after the fall of the Clone Wars, and she's a relatively
2: newer Force user based on her age and design also. But- and real quick, building off that, he also recognized uh, Ezra's lightsaber, which is interesting, yeah. uh, when he was talking to Sabine, because he said, oh, you made some modifications of your own. And I want to point that out, because in the lead up to this, everyone was talking about Sabine's lightsaber, and they were saying, there's like a big argument online, if it was a new lightsaber if that was just Ezra's lightsaber and people are like oh no it's a little bit different that's Sabine's lightsaber (laughs) turns out
0: it's kind of Split the difference. Yeah, I know. I don't know
1: what Ezra's lightsaber looks like well enough. Is it like how Ray's lightsaber just has that leather strap down the Skywalker saber? And it's Ray's lightsaber all yeah. of a sudden? Because I thought
2: that was kind of lame in the sequel. I thought is that was in? really funny when Hu Yang spelled that out. I, it felt like somebody went back and edited that in just to be like, no, listen, guys. <laughs>
0: it's Ezra's. That's the blaster as well, though, right? Is, there, or is that Keenan's? That was his
2: first one. That yes. was Ezra's okay. first lightsaber, okay. yeah
0: um real quick i know uh luke you're leading this episode but can we just go back to the very beginning and the fact that we got a crawl i feel like that is something that everyone has been trying to fray away from right i feel like when rogue one came out they're like well they can't do the crawl like blah blah, blah right and since then there's been this
2: and then solo basically did a crawl just without the crawling and <laughs> yes yes mm-hmm. yeah.
0: and i think but i think this is another another step in that direction right where i feel like it's like yeah it was red text it gives a a sithy overarching theme.
1: I know. I don't know how I feel about the crawl. And there's no way I'll be able to parse out my feelings just because I knew the details of this plot so well before going into it. Like Mm -hmm. when I read the crawl and it was like, oh, Grand Admiral Thrawn is making a return and Ahsoka is following clues to find him. I was like, my God, is that really... Like, where we're starting this, like, we've known this for years. I can't believe You've known this, this needs for to be years. spelled out. But, yeah, yeah right. I know Because there are a couple
2: parts like that where, like I said, I keep kind of remaining conscious yeah. of that fact that some people are just now tuning in. And uh, I turned to Matt at one point. I forget what they were saying. Mm-hmm. But I, I said, like, okay, there's some exposition for yes. you who are just now tuning in. Yes.
0: Oh, Yeah. I, I think the thing that gives me hope with The Crawl is two things. And one of them is the fact that if – just say this is going to be for three seasons, just say – It feels like three movies, basically, right? Every episode doesn't have a crawl. It's just the beginning of a story. Mm -hmm. And that means with the crawl, we're able to jump ahead in time, much like the original trilogy does as well. And that's something that I loved in the beginning of this. We saw the crawl. We saw a ship. It was like, yep, check, 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 Star Wars, Star Wars. And then it takes its time. Every scene that we saw was slow and, like, We felt those spaces, you were in those, even though they were using, presumably, um, the volume as well with some practical it didn't feel as rushed as Mandalorian, right? Like you felt like you were in those scenes. And th- that in the, be- in the beginning, it's like the in the Indiana Jones scene intro with Ahsoka, it feels like it, it takes its time and then we're able to jump into the middle of a scene, right? It felt like when you're on Hoth and you're like, well, I don't even understand what's going on right now, but you're just like thrown into it and then you kind of discover as it's going along. And that's something that I love, which means I feel like, you know, in season two of Ahsoka, if it's not a limited series, which I hope it's not, presumably there'll be another crawl. And then these will feel like basically the stranger things. This is the second time I brought up the show, but the way they look at the season is basically a movie that is eight hours long. And then they break it into one hour sections eight Mm -hmm. times. And I think that's kind of what this is. It's a big story an eight part story that is broken into 30 to 30 minutes to an hour sections. And I think it's the, the, the crawl is a perfect encapsulator and a wrapper to begin and end it with.
1: Yeah. I I agree. I think bringing back the crawl is, whether it's a good idea or a bad idea, it's it's classic Star Wars, and that's a lot of what this show is going for, and I think it's going to get a lot of praise for doing exactly that. Um another thing I wanted to bring up, I, I mean I obviously didn't like prepare a structure or anything. I, we, we just no, hold watched on. this before you,
2: before you change topics because we kinda got sidetracked, I do want to go back to Balin skull and Shin Hati too, because I, I there's a Ugh. lot of things I want to point in out. In an
1: ideal world, we would spend the full hour talking about
2: them. <laughs> <laughs> They're great And like even like the, the show like being a little bit slower and letting you breathe in the moment, like with pacing and everything like that, I feel like that's also true with the character development, because we're two episodes in and we still don't really know the full story of Balin and Shin, because we're like, are they bad? Or are they not? Like, we we keep talking about that. Like, are they going to have redemption arcs? Are they actually bad to begin with? And it's just really interesting. Um, They definitely
1: slaughtered a ton of people in the New Republic in that opening scene. They have
2: that going against them. That is definitely true. They're far from
1: good, but Um, I don't, but because their lightsabers are orange and they're not blood red, which is another thing that Dave Lone has talked about before, that that's an intentional
2: design choice. And we know that um, Malin Skull is um, Shin Hati's master. and uh, In, like you pointed out, Shin Hati even has a Padawan braid, which is something yeah. that the Jedi did.
0: Mm-hmm. Which he was a former Jedi,
1: correct? So Yeah, he, he was a former he, Jedi. He's, he's explicitly men- not a Jedi now. Yeah. But the Sith didn't do Padawan braids. So I, know. I he's don't know what he yeah.
0: But th- there's also a very interesting at the very end of that last episode, episode two, where he's like, it'll be a shame to kill her because she's a, another Jedi. And there's so few of us left. And it just, it ended on such, it didn't end on a weird note. It's just a weird thing where he says truth and then the hologram goes away. And it's like, so he does have some sort of, I think he definitely misses the Jedi. It's going to be, I know it's so odd. And so that's why I'm interested in seeing is that's why I feel like is, is she going to eventually kill her master because he is going to actually kind of waver and show that he isn't fully bad like she is. right like i don't know there's so many
2: possibilities
0: and we've never seen a sith and padawan in live action like that duo right like usually there's a big big bad guy you know darth vader and there's some side people right and then same thing in like in uh you know phantom menace there's darth maul and then there's some some side people kind of that are that are villains if this is like a group of villains that we've never really had in star wars before you Mm -hmm. know which is in- enthralling because I'm just like any of these could be the main bad guy. This could be a fake out, you know. Ray Stevenson's character could get killed off in four episodes, right? We have no idea yeah. at all. Morgan could get killed right when Thrawn comes back, you know. I know. I don't think she will be because I thought I thought Morgan Elizabeth
1: was just going to be kind of a a plot device to find Thrawn, and then she gets. Um, Exposited that she's a night sister, yes. and a witch.
0: Which is some of the coolest yeah. episodes. And it's li- the temple that Ahsoka goes in at the beginning is super freaky. And mm-hmm. then obviously those those episodes um, are so scary with, with the witches, like actually scary. Yeah, um,
2: I think one of the reasons too that it feels so much like Star Wars is because we're seeing so many different characters. This is definitely an ensemble show as opposed to Mandalorian or something like that. And I absolutely love that. Like. Er- just in two episodes, I can already say that Hera, Chopper, and Hu Yang have been in the show significantly more than I thought they would. Same. Mm-hmm.
0: My one worry was Hera is going to be pure exposition. Because in the first episode, she's a lot of the conduit between Sabine and mm-hmm. Ahsoka. And then in episode two, it instantly went out the window. And so I think... Yeah, she started to become
2: that heart. She's exactly. coming back into that character she was in rebels, yes. where she was like the mother of the crew, yes. basically. Mm-hmm. And
0: Hera is, I've said this before, is my one of my favorite Star Wars characters. It's definitely like my top three. Definitely my favorite character in the show Rebels as well, uh, even though Kanan is my favorite Jedi. But... It's so good, and I was worried about that, but they're using the characters in a really smart way, where mm-hmm. sure she was maybe the the conduit, the plot device between those two characters, and now they're moving on from that. She's not going to stay in that role, hopefully, but she's already kind of gone out of it in, in the second episode.
2: Yeah. It's as, great. As soon as uh, she had that one-on-one with Sabine where she was like, hey, you did good, and Sabine said, well, tell that to Ahsoka, and she said, well, you're the one who needs to hear it right now, that— kind of motherly moment made me very happy and that was like the moment where i agree i thought like hara was just going to be like a plot device basically and that was when that kind of changed and i was like nope she's her own character and she's like actually like there to support these people and she actually still has that that love and uh like i said that kind of mothering nature about her which i absolutely love um one thing I wanted to bring up real quick just before I forget was the ending of episode one. Uh, I'm very glad that they released the first two episodes together. I was confident that we were going to open up on Ahsoka force healing um, Sabine. Oh, And I was just yeah. going to be like, okay, yeah, like we know that's a thing now. So, you know, she can do that. That makes sense. But I'm really glad that they didn't. Yeah, same. Because they kind of like let that power be like a significant power like not to be mm. overused or anything yeah. like that instead mm-hmm. she just wakes up in a in a medical bay or wherever. And I really like that.
0: I also feel like this is one of the first times that we were able to see a lightsaber battle in like a significant lightsaber battle in a city around medical equipment. <laughs> Usually, I feel like they're they're pretty far out somewhere else. Yeah. I the exact
2: same thing. I was like, how come she survives that? And then I'm like, well, I guess like Qui-Gon Jinn was all the way in the middle of that planet or whatever. I don't know where he was on Nambu when that happened. Yeah. But I was like, yeah, it would have taken a while to get him some
0: medical attention. Yes, exactly. That's I mean, that's what the show is doing so well is that it's grounding in and using these locations that we've seen before as well. And then not only that, but I feel like the show is it has so much mystery to it. Still, we were two episodes in, six left, and I'm still like, "Oh man, I don't know." Like, I know do you so think, much.
1: Do you think we're going to this other galaxy, or we're just bringing Thrawn and Ezra back from this other galaxy? No, I think we're going.
0: I think we're going, and I think it's might not spend too much time. Here's there, the thing: but Do we're, you think? We're definitely going. Do you think this is no? I don't know how to bring this up without side railing the entire thing. Do you think the other galaxy is the sequel trilogy? I know some people want to keep those separate. <laughs> no. And I don't think so. I don't think so either. I'm just saying, do you think that's at all a possibility in the fact that it can be like, there's two worlds, and then the sequel trilogy lives somewhere that's, else? That's
1: not what another galaxy is, though. That would be a multiverse. That would be another yeah. universe, because it would have to have the same characters in I guess that, that other that's galaxy.
0: True. I, just, I, I don't think they're doing that either, but I that's just something that I know a lot they of people definitely, definitely not do it while they're still
2: under Disney. I mean...
1: No, they they'll ne- they'll never do that. Um, one theme that I saw that I think is going to go forward into the whole series, obviously, we're two episodes in, so I don't really know. But the theme of surviving, because that's how the first episode ended with Sabine, and you know Morgan Elsbeth talks about how she's a survivor. And I think the main character arc for Ahsoka is going to be her dealing with the trauma and surviving the Clone Wars mirrored by Balin Skull's trauma and surviving this Clone Wars, which we have no idea how he did survive it. All we know is that Hu Yang said he disappeared shortly after the Clone Wars, which I would imagine is a presumed death, as with all Jedi, but we have no no idea what it's going to be, and I think it's going to really affect Ahsoka, and I think that's where the primary source of her character development is going to come from, which I'm really excited to see Ahsoka's character development, because we were talking about last week how... Rosario Dawson plays the character very reserved and kind of not heavenly, but yeah, you, you know what I mean. off the White, yeah, very, very Gandalf the White, but I don't
2: very think... straight, very stoic. Mm-hmm. And
1: it's hard to really develop a character and have like a sufficient arc if you're starting there. Yeah. So I'm intrigued to see where it's going to go. We we talked about if she was going to keep playing it the role that way. She definitely is so far. Yeah. I I don't know if that's going to change. I doubt it, but I think they could still make it work with relation to Balance goals, character arc.
0: I agree. I also think that I'm excited to move past her character arc because her char- entire character arc has been Anakin. <laughs> she's living in the shadow of that, right? The entire time, now that she is a master and she has a Padawan, we're able to finally move on from it. There's going to be parallels, so she's never going to fully escape it. But you're right. I, I think that is a hard place to start from. Um,
1: that's interesting. I haven't thought about Ahsoka without Anakin because her character really is consumed by his yeah. shadow. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. I'm excited to see what she's like without it.
0: Yeah, 1,000%. Um, there's also your... Real quick, sorry, yeah, though, before
2: on. we leave this theme of surviving, I want to tie that into the last episode that we just released, our Ahsoka Theories and Predictions episode, because uh, in it we made some predictions, some of which have already come to fruition. I said that the second episode was going to end with that haircutting scene and Sabine and Ahsoka <laughs> yeah, teaming I up want, together. I wanted
1: to talk about that. You said that, that haircutting scene last week was very reminiscent of Kanan's haircutting scene, and at the time I was thinking in my head, like, okay, that's just he's cutting hair and they use a knife like how, how, how different could it be but no thematically and visually <laughs> that was very very similar Sabine so yeah, yeah. is having the exact same character
2: moment that Kanan had then yeah no it was very similar to that um and I want to I, w- I just want to renew another one of my predictions I said it when we were watching the show and I think Matt kind of chuckled I think I think Ezra's dead I don't I know don't think I don't so. think he's a
1: survivor I still think that is just as laughable as I, I think did last Thrawn, week.
2: I think Thrawn is a survivor. I think they're going to go out and they're going to find him and they're going to get him. Maybe they save Ezra with the World Between Worlds. You know, who knows? But Oh, that's I,
1: right. You brought me in last week also with the World Between Worlds. Yeah, I,
2: <laughs> so I mean, who knows? Because what we know is that at the end of Rebels, um, Ezra and Thrawn were taken into hyperspace by those Pergials. And apparently uh-huh. were taken all the way into an entire separate galaxy. I mean, what happened once they got... Wherever I talk mean, about a comedy of not, errors. They did not just <laughs> go tell their me. Own ways. Tell the me galaxy. they're not
0: just like on an island somewhere and having to cohabitate and be friends. <laughs> oh my God! What, what, what if Ezra's turn, turned? That could be a whole other
2: thing. We get a Gilligan's Isle slapstick comedy of just Thrawn and. That's all Ezra. I want.
0: <laughs> but I feel like there's Max. If you're the creator of a show and you're bringing it to live action, are you telling me you're not going to have? The main character of that animated show be be in live action.
2: No, he might be in it, but I, th- I I think they might save him with the world between worlds or something. I don't know. They're making a big deal about this. No one no one's thinking about that. Let's talk about it. What do you think happened with the world between worlds or where Thron and Ezra went? No, where Thron and Ezra went. They went. They because went to this clearly, new
1: galaxy. I don't know, and they've been there for Thrun a long time. Able to get a message yes.
2: back to this galaxy because he, they he made a map to him. I for, mean, somehow they know where how to find him. My my guess
1: mm-hmm. off the rip is Thron and Ezra worked together in this other galaxy to send a message back together. And That's I think they, no, they wouldn't want that. Ezra did this whole thing to get thrown out of the
0: picture. Yeah, I agree. She would never want to do that. I, here's the thing: we're the thing that we're alluding that not we're not paying attention to is that they also said they don't understand how space and time works out there. So it's completely different. They could be gone for 30 seconds. Is oh, all they we did know. drop that yeah. phrase, yes. space and time, exactly. which would
2: hint at the world between worlds. Exactly.
0: And so I think there's they can be gone for 30 seconds. They would have no idea, right? Or they would. I mean, obviously they sent a message. be a little bit significantly longer, but. I, I don't know. I'm very interested. Oh,
2: so you're saying like it could be like uh, some interstellar stuff yes, where I, they find them and maybe only a day has passed or yes, something. Yes, correct.
0: I think I think so. And I, I – that'd be odd because I guess the aging thing would be weird. But either way, I don't, yeah, I don't they know. Aged. I'm very I not? excited. We don't know, I know. if they did or not. Man. I, I'm excited. I, I think we'll see, obviously, Ezra for sure. I'm just excited to see – the ghost crew back together as much as we can get them back together. And I hope Zeb is in it at some point. I don't know what he's doing.
1: I think Mm. that itch has already been scratched for me. Zeb, we saw him in the Mandalorian and I don't... (sighs) That was the breadcrumb. I'm not not craving him as much in this show
0: as I think you are. I want the full loaf still. We got a crumb. (laughs) Give me it. I
2: I think we'll see him at some point, but... Yeah. It'll be minimal.
0: And I think, I don't know, man. I don't know. I just am so happy for Dave Filoni and I'm <laughs> so know. happy for I us as Star Wars fans who are just able to like live with a show and like kind of not i've never expected a live action version of these characters and we it's paying off and mm-hmm. it's like nice be, like you were saying max i'm like just being dedicated to the fan like, you know being a dedicated fan and and seeing this kind of pay off it's just like man I, like what a great day to be a star wars fan you yeah. know
1: it, it reminds me of when uh katie sackoff joined the mandalorian in yes. season two as bo katan yeah. in, in an interview um, Dave Filoni was talking about when they hired her back in the Clone Wars, and he was like, you know, we're going to model the character after you, and who knows, maybe one day you could play her in live action. And they chuckled about it, like, yeah, right. And then that happened, whatever, three years ago. Yeah. And I like to think Dave Filoni was saying then, like, you know what, we're going to do it with everyone
0: next. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I have built a machine, and I cannot <laughs> stop it, which is good. And also, just one last thing, not one last thing, let's keep going. Um, another thing is the, the episode lengths. The first episode was almost an hour and the second mm-hmm. episode was in the was in the 40 minutes. Perfect. Mm-hmm. Like, I agree. Like, it could have been shorter.
2: Like I feel like we're talking about so much about how like the pacing is like kind of slower, but like we really like that fact. I feel like if they wanted to, they probably could edit it to be a little bit you know snappier. faster pace yeah. and everything. Yeah. I, mean, I don't, they want don't. I, I want. I like living in the yes.
1: in the world. I would have been okay with it being a little bit shorter. I definitely got the TikTok brain rot where my oh, attention no. span only lasts about one minute. The, it, it, was, it was most noticeable in the Indiana Jones part in the beginning of the first episode oh, when my. Ahsoka was moving rocks and it was like oh, he went the third so cool. one and moved it a little bit more and I was like, oh my god, <laughs> the rule of three. Oh. <laughs>
0: oh, no, I loved it. I, I need it. After, I did after
1: all that, then um, Sabine decoded the key or whatever, and it was just turning the thing like a Rubik's Cube. Like, oh, Ahsoka, you were just doing this on the planet. You were Again, turning the thing. She didn't try. She's
2: too godly. She doesn't have time for that. You got to give it to Sabine. <laughs> but she didn't know that the key, though. I mean, there's a million different
0: combinations. And is the that The key it? was, was she, on the floor. You think
1: she was solving like a Rubik's Cube on the way to hall, and it was like, I cannot figure this out. <laughs> I think Hera
0: is super rad. Um, I, th- I think
1: Hera looks interesting because they gave her the the blue eyes and it looks jarring like ahsoka has blue eyes also which are also lenses because i'm mm-hmm. sure mary elizabeth winstead who plays Hera, doesn't actually have blue eyes and rosario dawson doesn't have blue eyes but Hera's look very striking do you guys notice that
0: i think she they're pretty striking in the show as well though i think at that, that contrast, no that's what i'm talking about
1: the show oh, oh you
0: mean in rebels yes sorry in rebels i think it's the hurt the, the blue is very contrasting to the green i feel like it's a uh, character defining thing with having it said it's a little different in live action because they're become piercing versus standing out a little bit mm-hmm. so i get i get what do you mean
2: i have nothing bad to say about the visuals no, i think it looks I, absolutely I, I'm incredible not saying it was bad i'm I just think saying it was very cinematic the entire thing looks yep. like it's a movie and
0: beyond the the visuals it's just the costuming is so good like when sabine mm-hmm. is in just trying to figure that out she's like in her like casual clothes is basically just without her jacket but it's like that feels like real life and then Beyond that, like Hera has like this cool costume. I think the costuming is super cool. I mean, the whole set is super rad. I mean, it's just like every little detail seems to be thought out. Um, and it's like, I'm okay. Ahsoka
2: with... holding a cup,
0: yes. That, <laughs> that's what sorry, that's what I was going to go on to as well. Because, like, Luke pointed this out, she's just feeding her cat. Like, it's just like, they're just that's we, we're getting time to be able to understand. And then everything has a purpose, right? The cat is then the purpose is to basically still standing outside, which means. So Ahsoka understands that something is bad going on inside, so she's prepared for that droid to drop down, and she's oh able God, to kill it. I didn't it.
2: even make that connection. The dog, or the cat was outside. Exactly,
0: and so every little thing it has, right? If the cat was important. She wouldn't have fed it. And so it's just like every little detail so far has played off. And I'm so excited to see what we're missing already or what we already missed. You know what I mean? Like mm. the three of us are talking and you're finding out things yeah. that like I caught. I'm sure if you mentioned some other stuff, I'd be like, oh, my God. Yeah, that's totally that's totally true. Um, I think that's what the show is doing so well already. And it's like I'm okay with Mandalorian season three being not as up to par as how I would have liked it to be because this is just better than anything I could have even imagined in Mandalorian, to be honest lightsaber fights? Oh. All a 10 out of 10, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean I I think the the um oh my god. Uh the, the Sabine fight is perfect because she's out of out of I mean she's not trained, right? She's let it go for a little bit. And I think some of it is Clear, and she's facing and a. How Padawan. much training
1: did she get? Even if she was at the peak of her powers, which she have fare much better. I know. I'm so I'm so curious to learn more. Um, well, real real quick, really, you I, just
2: said the peak of her powers, and I want to point out that notable line from Hu Yang, where he said that your apt with the force or your aptitude with the force or whatever is far below every other Jedi Padawan yes, that I've ever seen. Which
1: yeah. plays into my fan theory that I've maintained for a long time that midi chlorians are not real and they were fabricated by the High Jedi Council to dominate the power of the force and not and monopolize it essentially and convince the, force. Yeah, convince the Yeah, convince the galaxy
0: that they couldn't wield it. Oh man, we got like an X Files like but, Smoking Man conspiracy going on. I love this. <laughs> I've not heard this theory at all, Luke.
1: I know. I've never talked about it because in The Mandalorian they talk about the M count and how it's an important part of the cloning process. Oh and man. That's why they want a
0: Grogu. I
1: want a whole episode on that. I I, I like where it's going though, with that it's even if you have a low Midi Chlorion count, it's not unavailable to you it's just harder
0: yeah man i love that theory can we also talk about the ahsoka exhales (laughs) and the plethora
1: of them like it was it was in uh uh, episode two i believe her first three lines were all deep (laughs) sighs
0: yes she's like i lost the thing i unlocked the i unlocked the map and she goes (laughs) like it literally was the equivalent of i'm not mad i'm just disappointed Mm -hmm. but then she just like three other times and it is very funny yeah
2: she makes her uh this Dissatisfaction with Sabine very known. Yes, which is fair. I mean, she said like, "Oh, hey, can I take this?" No, I think it's best that it stays here. Okay, great. And then she takes it, and it's like we were kind of joking about that because it's like obviously she was going to do that. Yeah, and then Ahsoka yeah, had to. Ahsoka is just basically being passive aggressive. Like, I told you not to do that. Yeah, I know. And she's even, com- but she's even complaining to Hera about it. She's like, "Oh, she took the key when I
1: explicitly told her not to." And it's like, Ahsoka, have you met Sabine? Like, yeah. what are you expecting?
0: Yeah.
2: Hera kind of pointed that out to her. Yeah,
0: which is why Hera is the best. <laughs> <laughs> and she's a mom, but I'm, you know we're facing it.
2: I'm very interested um, to see uh, if Sabine is force sensitive or not. Because again, going back to our theories um, and predictions episode, we were talking about whether or not Sabine would be force sensitive. Obviously, I, I think a lot of people on the internet took this position that oh she's not force sensitive she's just being trained in like lightsaber combat and mm-hmm. like that kind of side of like uh being a jedi and stuff and i thought that was incorrect i thought people were setting themselves up to be uh, disappointed um and it, you know who knows she might still be but i think that line from from Hu yang um yeah it,
1: it kind very of no one voids that argument that it doesn't matter
2: yeah it's interesting
0: the the only thing that i'm thinking that she this is my last note actually written down is the reason i do think she's force sensitive whether it's her or whether it's ezra doing this and trying to communicate with her is that luke and i both notice this and is that in a lot of scenes there is a shimmering around sabine when she's trying to focus when she's looking down at the knife there's shimmering when she uh, is outside about to have a, the lightsaber battle there's a shimmering um there's a lot of shimmering around it almost looks like when you're in like it, when it's extremely hot outside and you're looking down a road and it looks like there's waves and it looks like almost like a heat shimmer so i don't know if that's like the force i don't know if that's ezra trying to communicate with her uh between space and time um i don't exactly know what that is but i think that is a oh, huge man. key
2: going back to interstellar you think as it was not that
0: not 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 that intense <laughs> I hope, because that's uh, Interstellar is too sad for me to rewatch all the time. <laughs> it's too
1: sad. Um, some more notes that I had. Uh, Matt and I were talking during the episode that they keep showing up in the Phantom. Why would you ever leave the ghost <laughs> yeah. if you have the ghost? I have a new theory that Jason's on the ghost. And oh, Aaron's like, okay, yeah. Jason, you stay here. Chopper and I are taking the Phantom. That could be. Which is exciting, because do they have a home? Do they live on the ghost? I know. Which brings me to the next point, the canon of it all in... The books and comics and The Mandalorian, to an extent. There is significant demilitarization of the New Republic after the Galactic Civil War. We're not seeing any of that. Um, Max, I know you're reading Alphabet Squadron right now. I know you haven't finished it, so I won't spoil anything. Thank you. But when does this take place in relation to that? Because Hera's in Alphabet Squadron, and she talks about how she really wants to be done fighting when she's done with the war. And it looks like this is definitely post-war, but she's still the general. I I don't know. They're not shutting the door on any of these stories, but they're not really walking through them like I thought they were going to.
0: Yeah, that's a good point.
2: I don't know. In my lead up to Ahsoka, I watched like a couple recap videos Mm -hmm. um, and one of them mentioned the demilitarization and they said it was like 90% decommissioned or whatever. So there is still some sort of like a defensive force or something, but it's just like a fraction of what Mm -hmm. it was.
1: Yeah, like like I said, they're not shutting the door in any of those stories, but I did not think it lined up as neatly as it could have.
0: Yeah, there there's something about the show that I also really like that. There's an inherent sadness to me watching it where these characters... And, you know, and we've all watched, we watched literally the beginning and ending of these characters' stories in Rebels where they're together and they're living together and they spend every day together. And in my mind, it's kind of like college a little bit, right? You're with these people all day, every day for four years. And then at some point, you unfortunately have to grow up and and, and get on kind of with your life, right? And then you kind of all separate. And hopefully at, at some point, you kind of come back together, which is exactly what these characters are doing now. And it's weird to be like, so much time has passed for these characters that were so used to being super close and, in, you know, living together, literally living together. And now it's like, they're just grown up and it's like, where, where do these relationships kind of go from here? And that's just like a dynamic thing that I, I really enjoy exploring in any media content. I, um, and maybe may able to consume, but like, especially in star Wars, we've never had this close of a group in star Wars. Um, for this long, you know, obviously like Luke Leia, and Han, but like even then, it wasn't the the amount of time that we spent with these characters, uh, and then to see them kind of grow up and go on is uh, is really interesting, and also just kind of inherently sad, and seeing them kind of find them uh, the their way back to each other. Mm-hmm.
1: Um, another note I had is uh, Senator Jai Carell, mm-hmm. which oh, is writer yes. uh, Azadi introduced him. I. Wanted to look it up. I left my phone on the other side of the room, and I didn't want to get up. So, I, and we just we just rewatched it, or we just watched the show for the first time, and so mm-hmm. I didn't do any research or anything. I believe Jai Carrell was with Ezra when they infiltrated the Imperial yes. uh, Academy. Yeah. on Lothal. Do you yeah. remember that? I episode? do remember that.
0: Yes, because the name sounds super familiar. I w- I'm ninety percent sure you were correct. Yeah, because I'm pretty because it was
1: voiced. I'm I believe if I'm thinking of the same character by Dante Bosco, who mm-hmm. voiced um, Zuko in avatar the last airbender and legend of korra well iroh and legend regardless um (laughs) but i remember that actor and i remember that character because of it and that's such a cool tie-in he was such a minor character but there are children's books and to an extent you know rebels the children's show and all the books i read are children's books but this one is like actually like first graders like learn words and it's about jedi yeah and um but it's about one one or more of those characters from that um infiltrating the Imperial Academy on Lethal Arc and I always thought that was odd that they never really went back to them but it's great to see that he grew up and became a senator if I'm correct in any of this if it's not I'll, I'll fact check, I'll fact check this after we stop recording and maybe cut all of this but I'm we, pretty sure I'm correct
0: we just stopped watching it we dri- we're just hopping in and giving an immediate reaction <laughs> off the rip I liked that moment <laughs> yeah I loved it I'm so excited to see what's next I'm ex- I'm ecstatic to see what the next six weeks. Or well, you know, a hold. I think, obviously, I can't believe we only have six more weeks. I know it's a bit of a bummer, but man, I'm I'm really hoping it's going to be another season, another season. And obviously, these shows are kind of intertwining with each other. I mean, we know we get Bo Katan in the show. We know we get Mon um, Mothma. So we have so much more to go and tie-ins within the universe that they're building now. And I'm excited to see. I hope this is kind of a, the more direction that they're going in. Again, it's a little bit more serious than Mandalorian. It's a little less serious than Andor. It's the sweet spot right now, and it's like this is great star Wars. I'm very excited to see what happens next. Um, I'm so excited for the next six weeks to, to watch it with you guys and talk about it, um, over at Luke Taylor's house. And then, um, yeah, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm, I'm thrilled. I think after those, we have to do an episode as well, just recapping it all, not necessarily recapping what happens, but just like our overall thoughts. And, you know, looking back into our TV shows rank, cause I have a feeling this is going to significantly change our rankings
1: yeah, it's definitely going to sneak its way into the top half at least. Um, yeah. Does anyone have any form final thoughts that they want to leave off with these two episodes? For me, it's just going to be Shin Hati and Balence Call. They were the MVPs of the premiere for me, and I cannot wait to see where they go.
0: Yeah, I just love... You know, speaking of... Uh uh, uh Malin, I think one of the, the coolest lines in the show so far was, uh, uh you speak of dreams, vague and fractured hope, which is a great quote, I think. Um, I, saw, I saw you write that down because I didn't write that down because yeah. I knew you we were going to bring it up because I was like, oh, I want to remember that. I was <laughs> writing a couple lines down for the intro. <laughs> that was so that was one that was going to be one of them, I was going to work in. So there's a couple, but yeah, I agree. I'm, I'm so excited to see what happens next. Maxwell,
2: I, I can't think of anything specific. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm trying to think of uh, anything to say. I, I, all of it, I don't yeah. know the eye of scion i want to see him go into this new galaxy yeah. um yeah it's it's gonna be good it's I want gonna be them. good what's, what's oh, i wanted, I wanted yes. to mention
1: that because the eye of scion just reminded me that it reminded me of the high republic because the high republic every now and again will mention something super cool sounding mm-hmm. like that and then not go into detail <laughs> at all and i love that kind of world building and it happened with the eye of scion
0: all right everybody we're so excited uh I assume nobody has any force for thought because we're just kind of coming hot off the tails of watching it.
1: I do have some force for thought actually. When I look
0: like an idiot. Go on. It is <laughs> okay.
1: not it is not a Soka related unfortunately, oh, but um I was watching Andor recently and it was the Aldani heist and it oh. was the scene where um the commandant sees um Lieutenant Gorn Mm -hmm. for the first time after the heist started and he realizes he was in on it and he says, you'll hang for this. And Gorn says, after seven years serving you, I deserve far worse. And it's a great moment. But it made me think on a rewatch or by my third or fourth rewatch, does the Empire really hang people? seems kind of low-tech and barbaric doesn't it
0: luke let's get into an episode and remind one of my rogue ones because i really do want to discuss this <laughs> <laughs> there's a lot of things like that i'm just like yeah i think there's it's i think they would hang somebody like that right it for the fact of a warning to the other people to make right? it public i mean obviously that's kind of what those are for so i feel like it's not past i don't think it's below them <laughs> it's bar- uh, I, I think, think exactly that you said it's barbaric so i think it is execution certainly but yeah I, I, it a, a literal hanging? Yeah,
2: no, I think it's more of a turn of phrase. No, like, I think you'll, so. you'll be you'll be killed for this. See, if you're thing. doing an
0: execution, you have the option to go. You don't have to see it hanging. You got to walk past that if you're going to the grocery store or something. You know, that, a that good replacement.
1: I I have another force for thought from the Ahsoka show. Um, oh yes, Ahsoka said that she was bullish at one point. Yes, does that imply bulls exist in the Star Wars galaxy? L- and, Lose, they, Lose and they and they
0: act bulls.
2: similarly <laughs> to bulls in our galaxy. Yeah, loath bulls. We have loath cats, loath wolves.
0: Wouldn't it be crazy if it was actually the 1986 uh, Chicago Bulls, (laughs) Michael Jordan's there, (laughs) or 1996 or whatever Chicago Bulls? Uh -uh. All
1: right. Well, that's my that's my (laughs) official force for thought. Is that Ahsoka has confirmed that bulls exist in the Star Wars galaxy?
0: Yeah, I'll go with that. Sweet. Well, everybody, we're very excited. Uh, I hope you're equally as excited. We're also releasing this episode a whole day early because we're so excited um, and because we are recording directly after uh, we are watching this. So yeah, every from now on to the next uh, six weeks, we'll also be releasing episodes on Wednesdays, uh, which is coming to a surprise to us as well after yes. they announced less than a week ago this was happening.
1: I, I know what you're thinking. If why would you release all your episodes on Thursdays, Force for Thought, if you're just going to move them to Wednesdays? Well, when we started this podcast four months ago, we looked at when Ahsoka was going to start releasing, and it was like <laughs> on Wednesdays. And we were like, you know what? If we did our episodes on Thursdays, then four months from now, we could have our episode come out the day after Ahsoka, and it'll be perfect.
0: I yes.
2: forgot about that. We I, did specifically have this in mind when we were scheduling I, all of these. Yes. I
0: I'm going to be so pissed when it goes back and Skeleton Crew is on Thursdays, or it's like going to be on like a Friday. Like, oh. It's going to be so weird. But I need my forgot, I know. I completely forgot about that. So hopefully we're, we are going to stick to the Thursday schedules. Um, but we are going to be, obviously, for the next six weeks, at least on Wednesdays. And you know what, Skeleton Crew? We probably won't know until the week before. <laughs> <laughs> Just like this show. Which, real quick, last thing. I know we did a force for thought. And I was sort of, we're probably running along. We did two force for thoughts. We did two force for thoughts. But... So this they, better be good. They did take our advice i'm gonna hang our hats on that and say it took our advice but something that we suggested in this obviously it's not just us but they actually did it they made an event out of it and i'm so excited when we sat down to watch ahsoka we knew nothing about it nobody has seen it this show besides people or a select few people right has seen it the general public has not um yeah in the same amount it's a scheduled time and it's slightly inconvenient because it's a wednesday it should be like a sunday thing i feel like like kind of game of thrones but it's a step in the right direction, and I cannot believe they actually did it. It was way late and a super weird choice to do, but I'm so excited they did it.
1: I agree. It gave us time. I made Ahsoka themed cupcakes. We were able to have a little party. They we were got delicious. Burger King. Um, not to mention, I just lost my train of thought again. Max.
2: <laughs> <laughs> well it's getting pretty late because we just watched this and obviously it didn't come out until nine o'clock our time because we're eastern um but let us know what you think reach out to us on all the social medias you can find us on uh youtube instagram tiktok uh the website formerly known as twitter uh threads we're also there too um i'm once again assured that we are i'm sorry highly I, can't, active I
1: can't i can't not opened threads since i downloaded it we're not on threads Son stop
0: stop God. looking for us on threads.
2: <laughs> <been> that's the <laughs> only reason this podcast hasn't blown up yet everyone's yes. looking for oh, us man. on threads also
0: speaking of east coast guess what state we're in you know i'm interested in them can guess what state we're in i don't think we ever said based on our accents alone <laughs> yeah based on our accents alone we're all from the general area same area anyway that's all. What are you laughing at? Yeah, I'm, trying to, I'm trying to think of a quick accent to do. <laughs> <laughs> do it. Do your Jersey. Crikey. Well. <laughs> Not even a U.S. accent. <laughs> when in doubt. Just, no when, just crocodile Dundee. All right.
2: Um, but yeah, let us know. Reach out to us. Um, if Wherever you're listening to us, make sure you like, subscribe, give us a rating, whatever it is you can do wherever you're listening to Ooh. us. It really helps us out a lot.
1: I boarded the train of thought that I was oh, yes. derailed from earlier. Uh, we were talking about how we're so glad. Choo that, choo. <laughs> yes. We were talking about how we're so glad that the they got a formal release uh, time because the plan originally was for us to just wait all day Wednesday and then watch it together. There was no chance I was going to wait all day Wednesday oh. without
0: watching. It. How much a better? I was going to watch it as soon as I woke up and pretend I did it. <laughs> how much,
2: I hate that so much about you.
0: How much better was it experiencing it together? It was so good. Oh, it was great. Um. And you would have missed that experience. You would have it all lied through it the I entire would've. time. Yes. Like I said before, I got I
1: got the TikTok brain rot. I need instant gratification. As soon as it's out, I will be watching it. Oh man.
0: Man, I gotta take a deeper dive into your psyche. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: Maybe, ne- so maybe next maybe next time we'll do like a five or ten minute meditation after the first after the episode before we hit record, because I, I would love some time to gather my thoughts.
0: Well, no more two episode episodes in the blog, right? So we That's true. We can That's take true. ten minutes. Yeah. A little Sounds good. Well, all right. Thanks for stay listening. Stay tuned. All all right. See you next week. See you, Sammy.